Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the penthouse of a partially completed commercial high-rise in glamorous Hollywood adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of one of LA's leading cement factories, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, a man who spent three and five-sixths out of a possible four years on academic probation in high school, and who was once interviewed by a local New Jersey newspaper as an aspiring teen rock star with one out of a possible two testicles hanging out of his silver faux leather pants. Yeah, what's up? It's me again. I didn't get a guest again. You probably guessed that before. That'd be pretty amazing if I actually brought another human being in here and... um led by talking about the time they showed a grown man um their testicle inadvertently when they were uh when they were barely legal. Hey everybody, it's me again and it's just me. Welcome to the Tully show here on Faction Talk uh, on Sirius XM. Thank you to people who are listening. Thank you to people who are giving me feedback like I uh solicited last week. So last week I did the first solo show. Um, I was not planning to do that. I felt like I had that sort of thrust upon me, but I felt okay about the way that it came out. And I've gotten, I guess people wouldn't probably write, go out of their way to write to me to say, you suck, that was fucking horrible. But I didn't hear that from anybody. As a matter of fact, I heard from a number of people who enjoyed taking a look back at Mad Magazine and Circus Magazine from 1979 last week. So I find myself in the same predicament this time. Um, nobody is in town. It seems like Hollywood's pretty much gone dark for the rest of the summer, or at least this month. And so rather than not doing a show at all, I went back to the same bookstore I went to last time. And that place is, it's got a little bit of like a, um, like the shop that the kid goes to in the beginning of Gremlins. There's a weird thing going on in there that feels slightly mystical, slightly enchanted. It's like the universe wants to help me record a silly, uh, radio show i went in there looking at stuff this week and i was like hey so i did the magazine thing last week and it was okay so can i get some more weird old magazines and they directed me to the stack where they had them and i looked up and right above it they had this ad maybe i'm sure some of you will remember and know what i'm talking about it was an ad for a video game i don't even think it was it may have been it was like a computer game that was well first it was dr j against larry bird and then I guess there was some corporate falling out with Dr. J and um, Magic Johnson replaced him. And it's just those guys just staring at you like, you guys want a ball? And they're wearing incredibly high short shorts and their testicles. Like a teenage me at one point in New Jersey in silver leather pants are just kind of staring at you defiantly. Uh, everybody, anybody remember that ad? Anybody remember that game? I remember that game very well. A friend of mine had that very poster hanging in his room. And here it was looking at me all over again. And I'm like... This is meant to be. So I picked this thing up, this magazine up. This one is from, I believe, 1960. I'll get into that in uh, in a minute. But first, I wanted to uh, to say, oh, I have comedy shows to promote. I have comedy show to promote. Other comics always get to do this on their shows. And finally, I get to do the same. Minneapolis. I am coming to the House of Comedy, which I believe is in the Mall of America. Um, this coming week, 
the Jason Ellis Show is going to Minneapolis for the X Games. We'll be there broadcasting on Thursday and Friday of this coming week. But Wednesday night, I believe I'm going to drop in and do a spot, you know, 10, 15 minutes, probably more like 10 minutes. If you want to come by, I'll put the link out on my um, on my social media. I might be there Thursday night as well. Um, but uh, But I'm definitely doing the Wednesday, and I'm excited to do that. You know, be at the X Games flashing my elite level action sports knowledge. That's really why um, I need to be there is because very few people can bring you the insides and insights of action sports like like I can. But I figure I'll do a little comedy while I'm out there as well. So before I get into what we're going to talk about today, this magazine I brought to discuss on the radio, since that seems to be becoming my shtick now, um, I wanted to mention something. I was flipping through Amazon Prime and Netflix. I like never have time to watch TV. And then when I do, I, you know, every show is like an investment nowadays. Everything's seasons or at least multiple parts. And I'm like, I got like 15 minutes to watch something before the melatonin kicks in and I get to sleep for a couple hours before the baby starts waking me up again. And so I do this thing. I can't be the only person that does this. Like, if you ask me what show are you watching these days, the most honest question that I could give you is I watch the show, which is where you just flip through the Netflix. An Amazon menu, uh, desperately looking for something that you can watch for 10 minutes and then give up on. And then I know there's like, I know I'm sort of known as a person who is, you know, goes against the grain and doesn't watch popular stuff. And, you know, I'm a hater or whatever I am. Um, I, I honestly, I truly believe that both Netflix and to a slightly lesser extent, Amazon have dozens if not hundreds of things to offer me that I would totally enjoy but I don't know where to begin and I always end up settling on the most ridiculous thing I can possibly choose last week I was watching this documentary about this Canadian guy that has a baseball card collection is anybody else I can't be the only one because I was like oh baseball cards I could do this for eight minutes it's preposterous it's absolutely preposterous. Um, I, it, out of all the things I could have chosen, that was uh, that was a very, very poor choice. But I did make a decent choice recently, looking to kill 10 minutes watching TV. And there's a reason why I bring this up. I clicked on Comedy Bang Bang, which is a TV show that I'm familiar with and I've heard of um, based on a podcast that I really haven't listened to much. But, of course, most people, I think, are familiar with. And I'm watching it. And I like it. It's a really, really funny show. I actually think that it's like a it's a talk show with a comedy guy, Scott Ackerman, and he has a bunch of guests that everybody likes, like, you know, um uh, I don't know, Paul Rudd or Seth Rogen, people like that. You really you can't go wrong. Honestly, it's like I think if I had a TV show and had lots and lots of time and lots of people more talented than me propping my dumb ass up, it's probably like the kind of TV show that I would want to make. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is cool. I like these guys. And then I realize, holy shit, I've had Scott Ackerman on this show, and I've had his co-host, the band leader, Reggie Watts, on this show. Reggie Watt? I should know that. And I didn't know what the hell I was talking about with either of those guys. I hate that. This is a professional pet peeve of mine. It comes up with some regularity where you say yes to somebody because... You know, I'm me, and I do this kind of show, and I think people who listen to this show like the same kind of stuff I do, and they go, the comedy bang bang guy, and you go, yeah, and they go, Reggie, I'm not even going to try his last name again, and you go, yeah, give me him, and then they come in, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, and, you know, I, maybe I have 20 minutes talking to them, is everybody listening to this knows the Jason Ellis show is my job, I put my, invest the time that I have for radio into that, so if I'm going to have a 20 minute interview, how much prep am I really going to do, an hour max, I'm not going to you know, master and memorize your entire back catalog. Um, 
but it makes me feel stupid when I become a fan of somebody after I've already had the opportunity to to interview them. And I went back and looked at my notes. I was like, what did I ask those guys since I didn't ask them about the thing that they do that I like? I asked Scott Aukerman. He, um, he's, he's one of the producers along with Zach Galifianakis of Between Two Ferns. Why they haven't had Trump on? Like, wow. I... I I clearly was learning on the job at that point. Um, that's terrible. That I read that, and I and I know that not only did I put that in my notes, that I actually asked him that, and the answer obviously is because he fucking hates Donald Trump, like the entire ninety eight percent of the comedy world. And it was I saw a silver lining in that. I was like, I must be getting better at this because there's no fucking way I would have been stupid enough to ask that nowadays. So uh, I must be getting better at this. Um, okay, so let's talk about this this magazine that I have in front of me. It's called Exposé for Men. And I did a little bit of of um of homework on it cuz I wanted to find out like was this a thing? Was this around for a while? I couldn't find a lot which leads me to believe it wasn't a big thing. I found some back issues for sale. But only like a year's worth. So it's entirely possible this thing was just a was a horrible flop. Um so I'm looking at past covers of it because i want to give you an idea of what sort of magazine this is this is i think what a fairly typical men's magazine in 1960 might have looked like um some of the other covers that i saw of expose for men um there was a guy like a nazi soldier holding a woman like accosting her in a way that kind of um arched her back and made her bosoms tear against her button-up shirt. And then behind, there's just the looming specter of this giant Hitler head overseeing the whole thing evilly. Um, That was one issue of Expose. I saw another one that I couldn't read the copy to see where the connection was on this, but it just had a chick in her underwear with like those huge cone bras with a fucking mushroom cloud of an A-bomb blowing up behind her. So... Between those two images I just painted in your mind, I think you're starting to get an idea of what expose for men was all about. The one that I am um, here to talk to you about today doesn't have one specific cover image or cover theme. It's, it's, it teases a couple of different stories. Um, here are the here's all the copy on the cover of the December 1960 issue of Expose for Men. Are your sex habits old fashioned? Okay. How to handle a nagging woman. Okay. Why pretty teenagers seek papa-aged suitors and can a man be raped actual cases. So, it's funny. I'm I'm flipping through this last night trying to get ready to talk to you about it today and I'm thinking about how it compares to um to men's magazines nowadays it's clearly the product of like a more innocent culture i think nowadays there are so this to me is 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 an example of um it's like misogyny on parade we talk a lot nowadays about about toxic masculinity and um i think like a lot of things that are out there in the culture it kind of gets it gets thrown out there as an idea and most you know, sensitive thinking people go, oh, that's interesting. I, let me let me think. Is that is that really a thing that plays a role in our culture? Is that a thing that's always sort of been there? And then it gets totally blown out of proportion and you start seeing examples of 
uh, things being accused of being toxic masculinity that most of us would agree, agree uh, would say are not examples of it. And then the other side jumps in and they're just like, see, 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 everything with those other guys has got to be toxic this or racial that or whatever. And the whole thing gets politicized. And I think the, the kernel and sometimes quite a bit more than a kernel of truth at the core of the original point gets lost in the sauce and it just becomes one more volleyball to get kicked back and forth um, and, and we all get nowhere. This is what toxic masculinity looked like in 1960, this magazine expose for men, and there was absolutely no national conversation. Media was a one-way thing. They put it out from the big building in you know Manhattan, and I'm pretty sure that's where this one came from too, and then people got it wherever they were, whatever city, whatever town, whatever farm, and there was no way that they could go on the internet and talk to each other and be like, are you fucking reading this shit? There was no way women could get on this and start making fun of it on Twitter. So it's just, it's a more innocent, more pure expression of, um, of uh, I mean, it's like a prequel to incel chat rooms um, for, for reasons that'll become clear. I found reading through this to be very, very fascinating, and I hope that I can relate that to you. And the way that I'm going to do that is just by kind of flipping through page by page. There's lots and lots of ads, and I think those also contribute to the experience of looking back at this, you know, 60-year-old magazine. Inside front cover, um, are you skinny like I was, a 90-pound weakling who became the world's strongest man? There he is, George Jowett. World-renowned as the strongest man in the world. Here's what I find interesting about this. Here's the difference between then and now, and I, and I can remember the then. It was in my own lifetime. It used to be things for men's fitness were about making thin people bigger. You would never, ever, ever see that now. Now it's always about, like, are you gigantic? My name's Jared Fogle. Here's my pants. Um... So, uh, yeah, this guy, oh, this is great. So Tony Pascarella, there's lots of testimonials in these ads. There's so many words. I mean, there's just so much copy in here as with the, uh, the circus magazine last week. But so Tony Pascarella gained 28 Jowett pounds. I guess when you gain pounds the Jowett way, they are Jowett pounds. And he's pictured holding who is, uh, this lady that's supposed to be his girlfriend. And she says, I'm proud of you now, Tony. So, come on, you weakling. Take vitamins and steroids with George Jowett and become a man and get laid. So there's that, and then there's the first of many, many ads for trades. It's always like, don't go to school. You can learn how to fill in the blank at home. Drafting pays big money. You can own your own drafting Firm. We'll explain why in 75 paragraphs. Learn at home in your own spare time. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it's like architecture shit. Uh, and then there's the table of contents in addition to can a man be raped and, um, you know, how to handle a nagging woman. There's also a thing in here about a special report on the current state of voodoo. We'll get to that. Here you can learn radio or television servicing or communications by practicing at home in your spare time. There's another good job. You can make 10 to $15 per week, people, fixing up radios. And then we get to the first little, you know, most magazines would have a little teaser section at the beginning. There's some little quick hits just to whet everybody's appetite. I don't know that they have 
oh god no they do have letters to the editor and those are those are a trip in their own way but um this is just the fyi page hey guys just throwing it out there that um farmers are warned against do-it-yourself treatment of animals in an editorial of the journal of american veterinary medical association uh guys they're seeing dangerous residues of penicillin found in milk, and it's pretty obvious it's because of uh, people who are not qualified to be sticking needles in their farm animals, sticking needles in their farm animals. So get your shit together about, about, about that. And also, farmers, talking to you, um, you are advised to grow beards. Yes, according to Dr. Hans Bewley. Um, beards will protect you from the harmful effects of the sun while riding a tractor or combine. So we're just throwing that out there. You know, we're going to get into the nagging women in a second, but stop shooting up your animals. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And for the love of God, will you grow a beard? Get a complete mastery of mathematics easily and quickly. Trigonometry for the practical man. I'm tired of you math dreamers out there. This is all the math you need. Study at home. Send in this coupon. That probably costs like two bucks. Everything. Inflation clearly was not on the same track that I thought it was in 1960. Everything. This magazine itself cost 25 cents, which is a little bit high considering that I believe elsewhere in this you can get a college education for $9.95. Okay. So uh, here's some articles, letters to the editor. Uh, JLB from Youngstown, Ohio, believes that it's insane for us to keep up with the Olympics when um, there are so many, for example, the Cold War. The, The world is as tense as a gunman's trigger finger. We don't need unnecessary rivalries, I say. He says, let's abolish the games. People uh, weighing into an article next about the relationships between pimps and prostitutes. And then here's an article, a reaction to an article, why women provoke sex crimes. Remember what I said a few minutes ago about how there's lots of messages that are still out there in the culture, but they kind of feel the need to disguise themselves a little bit or temper themselves a little or qualify themselves a little bit this is it boiled down to a nutshell this is um uh there's an expert who says there are women who have been sexually assaulted as often as half a dozen different times believe it or not some of them actually hate the men they most want to attack them uh and then there's an article on the a bomb this magazine in general as you will see, is I figured out what the target demo was. It was for paranoid, horny guys who are thinking about picking up a trade. That was the niche seeking to be exploited by expose for men. As I say, I think this thing went out of business in like a year. So hopefully it's because nobody uh, responded to this scary crap. Get an ICS diploma. Uh, The feeling of security is typical of every ICS graduate. What is ICS? Oh, International Correspondence Schools. You, too, can become a sanitary engineer or learn how to do aircraft drafting in the comfort of your own home. Cost pennies a day. 
Um, Weight-reducing phonies fatten on our fears. This is basically about how all the people giving you weight loss shit on TV, the women, um, are lying because they're actually really just taking placebo pills plus water pills. Um, System, man, it's out to get you. It's all lies. Just listen to Expose for Men. We won't lead you astray. Amazing new home training plan in auto repair. You can become an expert mechanic in months. That will probably cost you about $3. Um, Can a man be raped is... I guess our, uh, that's our, this is our money shot. This is the, the title, the cover story. The law says no. Most doctors agree that there is much evidence that men have been more or less reluctantly, uh, have more or less reluctantly grown suddenly virile under the sharp prodding of a knife wielded by a desirous and determined female. And then there's several testimonials. And I wish I had a point here because I'm sure there's one to be made. Every story is basically the same. There I was on the side of the road, minding my own business, and these three, it's its always more than one. These three ladies pulled up and offered me a ride, and I'm a nice guy, and I'm just doing whatever, and next thing you know, it's, we've done it before, we'll do it again. Bessie over here is going to gut you unless you put out. And these chicks let me know that they wouldn't let me stop until they were satisfied. Like, it's always multiples. The one time in this magazine that it's just one chick, literally she takes him to a parking lot somewhere and makes him take his clothes off. And then two more women. And, of course, they're attractive. Every single one of them is attractive. They just all of a sudden appear out of the trees so that they can jointly sexually assault this man. It's very weird because it's it's always presented as a crime. In one case, there's a guy who said that um, his wife caught him in the act and that he tried to explain that he was, I guess the, the authorities um, ignored the knife that he swore was present in the encounter. He's at a, he's at a church, church picnic with his family, goes off to the car to get something, boom, three, three blonde bimbos with a knife demanding satisfaction from this guy. He didn't want to do it. He hated every moment of it. And he says he goes to divorce court and the wife gets everything because the, the law will not accept that a man can occasionally be um, corralled by a trio, like a backup singers with, <laughs> with a blade who are, um, who are going to have their way with him. Um, so obviously expose for men's article. Uh, the conclusion is that this is an awkward thing. We're all dudes here. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to admit that we can ever be overpowered by women, but God damn it. They have weapons. So put that on the books. How to write and speak like a college graduate. It's easy, says Don Bolander, and you don't have to go back to school. Trust me. My name is Don and I'm holding a pair of glasses. Um, you know, that's like 35 cents to learn how to do that. Are your sex habits old fashioned is the next article in here written by Mr. Loy Warwick. Loy. Yeah, I cannot come up with the second half of that name. That would be the full version of Loy. We're smack in the middle of a sex revolution. Censorship wraps are off literature, the theater and movies. But the question remains, are we growing adult or merely dirty? Now, I read this article and I was this is maybe out of all of the articles, the one I was most interested in in pulling apart um, are were 
everybody's sex habits old-fashioned? What the hell was everybody doing in 1959? And what were they supposed to be doing in 1960? All this article really did is, um, well, almost every single one of these articles gets cut short and is continued at the end of the magazine, which is I don't know that they really do that that much anymore. My God, that is a fucking frustrating thing that magazines used to do and maybe still do. I'm not sure why they do that. So we'll get the exciting conclusion to a number of these articles at the end of this hour. But for the time being, all this article really gets into is that there are lots of movies nowadays that have scenes in them that never would have made it past the the censors. Blue Denim, for example, you know, back in the old days, Blue Denim was a success. It deals with a teenager whose boyfriend should have married her before they had sex. Um, there's a thing in here about a woman who um, who shows her butt. Brigitte Bardot showed her butt. I mean, it's a slippery slope here, folks. You know, are we going to watch just animal sex on 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 the big screen next? Is that what's you know? If they did Casablanca now, would Rhett Butler be a salamander? Because that's where this seems to be going. Look at this. Here's a picture of um, some lady who was a movie star for a week named Vicky. And she is wearing a dress where you can you can see part of her butt crack. Another um, another big part of this magazine and just the industry that it was a part of was, I think, feigning outrage at things so that you could look at them. You know what I mean? There's going to be a bunch of, uh, later on, I'll tell you about, there's crime um, books and crime magazines that are just basically, guys, we got to do something about this awful crime. I mean, look at this person who's dead and bleeding in their car. I mean, are you getting the point? Because we have a couple hundred more like that that we also need to show you. And, you know, it's just the way that people, it was like Faces of Death, 1960s style, and they had to dress it up in a public service. Um, how to handle a nagging woman. I guess in addition to can a man be raped, this would have been the second thing I was most interested in seeing. I'm trying to figure out what this what the image is. It looks like it's just a furnace next to the title. This one written by Garth Deering. I have a feeling that this entire magazine was written by one person whose name was like Ron. But uh, I think Ron was into pretending he had a staff of people with exciting and improbable names. I don't know why. That's a picture of a that's a that's a stove or a furnace. You'd like bake bread in there. But that's the image they chose to represent how to handle a nagging woman. Many a henpecked husband has turned the worm in bizarre and dramatic fashion. Married males employed these startling methods to put the little woman back in her place. They make the point of saying, we, the editors of Expose for Men, do not recommend that you follow the um, example of the husbands discussed in this article. But we think you'll agree they were highly effective. I feel like that's a mixed message. Um, the first example that they give, once again, they're not going to give any conclusions now. We're going to have to get to the end of the magazine. Was that just to get people back there to look at all the ads? Is that why they did that? I don't know. But um, the uh, the example that they give, the anecdote that leads, this is the telling anecdote of the epidemic of nagging women who are you know threatened to ruin our civilization if we, the readers of Exposé for Men, don't do something about it. So there's this guy, and he lives in Michigan, and um, he was very, very well-dressed, but his wife knew his awful secret. He only did that because he didn't 
like his skinny legs. He was a scrawny runt, in the words of Garth Deering. Obviously did not know that he could get on the duet system and have his wife finally respect him. So he would um he would go work in like in the backyard in in uh long pants and she would nag him to wear shorts because that's a ludicrous thing to wear long pants when you're out there, but he knew the real reason. He wanted that she wanted the neighbors to see his scrawny little runt legs because that's how she really got her kicks when she wasn't driving around in a Studebaker with her two friends with beehives corralling men at knife point from church picnics. She got off on destroying the morale of the guy she had um, chosen to spend her life with. So she would um, she would do that. She would tell him to wear shorts. That was that was her first crime. And um, here's the other one. When they were having sex relations, to use Garth Deering's phrase, she would insist that they both be nude. I mean, the gall. And um, in short, she succeeded in rendering him just as castrated as if she had slashed him with a, with a knife. Um, subconsciously, he must have realized this. So what do you do? You know, how do you handle a nagging woman? Well, here's the next sentence. One night, he slashed her to death. All he could tell the police was that he hadn't felt that much of a man in a long time. Now, now, folks, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not. If your wife has ever made a clothing suggestion to you, the editors of Expose for Men want to remind you that they don't recommend you do what Garth Deering is telling you to do. But, uh, you know, the guy's problem does seem to be gone now. Um, let's see. There's another lady who won't let her her husband smoke. I mean, come on. Will you let a guy? Will you let a guy live? Um, and then we move on. Why pretty teenagers seek Papa aged suitors? Now, this one I found a little. A little bit more nuanced than some of the other ones. They're talking about um, how many Hollywood actresses and starlets ended up in relationships with much older men. And the reason that they give is it's a one-size-fits-all. That the um, is a very, very Freudian culture. You can see the Freudian ideas going incredibly mainstream. They don't even need to be explained. They just need to be mentioned. And it's assumed that everybody knows what they're talking about. That these girls are the product of domineering mothers and ineffectual fathers who were, you know, much like the guy in the last article whose wife had a problem with his his pants um, <laughs> and him being a, a never nude. Um, these are these are couples where the woman wears the pants. And obviously, if the guy isn't going to follow the Garth Deering method <laughs> and, and take her out. Um, for everybody's sanity, the inevitable result of that is going to be the girl is going to grow up and she is going to want to marry um, an old man because he can be the father figure that um, that her father was supposed to be and never was that failure of a human being, son of a bitch, that he is. What's interesting is that obviously the magazine is not totally making this scenario up. There were, like, like here's Bing Crosby, here's Cary Grant, there's Errol Flynn, and uh, there's John Wayne. There are, like, a lot of guys who are really old, and boy, old people look so much older back then. 60 was, like, 
start measuring this guy for a casket, you know? They gave you those gigantic Coke bottle glasses when you got to a certain age back then. And they're with chicks who were like 20 years old. And there's quotes from the women where they're like, yeah, well, I never got to have a childhood. And, you know, dad was never really around. And my mom really pushed me. So that's why I married Cary Grant. <laughs> so it's a weird thing because apparently there was some some uh, some fire to the smoke of this phenomenon, unlike the um, the the scourge of voodoo, which is going to be coming up a little bit later on. We got some war stuff here. Um, have we forgotten our disabled vets? Obviously, in a magazine like this in 1960, you're going to be talking to a lot of guys who came back from the war about 15 years ago. Yeah, that's that's right on the nose. Sadly, unfortunately, that was a real thing that is uh, still a real thing today. World War II's most hated man, he was um, offering American nurses to the Japs for immoral purposes. If you catch my drift. So now we're going to string that guy up. Maybe we can send some uh, some chicks in a, in a Packard <laughs> his way and see how he likes it. Are America's car manufacturers guilty of mass murder? You see, they sell a lot more cars when they add some chrome details than when they actually secure them safety wise and this would have been i believe i'm I'm fairly certain before ralph nader led his crusade does everybody know about this this is what put ralph nader on the map he had this documentary i believe it was on pbs called unsafe at any speed and it was like hey guys i got an idea we should put seat belts in cars and everyone's like commie <laughs> you know, and then finally, okay, okay, okay. This seems to have numbers. All right, we'll put seatbelts in there. So this was, um, this is an article to run. Uh, sorry, this article is an excuse to run three or four pictures of people who are fairly gruesomely um, uh, murdered by their own cars. And oh, there's more. There's a whole other page of them. And um, uh, yeah, and I they, again, I think the real reason for this was to give a serious journalistic cover to putting pictures of dead bodies in a magazine. 1960, ladies and gentlemen. The Fight Syndicate, Parasite Peddlers and Broken Bodies. Um, this is about how uh, how many fighters, I think Jake LaMotta is mentioned in here. He's the guy that Robert De Niro portrayed in Raging Bull. How Jake LaMotta at this point had testified in front of Congress about some shady dealings in the fight game because as shady as it remains nowadays, like nowadays it's nothing compared to what it was like when most of us listening to this and talking um, were growing up. And those days were nothing compared to the bad old days of the sixties and the fifties and the forties. And so Lamada's talking about all the, the shit that went on. I think he said he had to like, he was paid to take a dive to get a title shot. And I mean, I'm guessing this is all in Raging Bull. I was never able to sit through that. But, um, and then when he finally got the title shot, his people had to pay for it. And the thing is, LaMotta, he's there going, I'm not afraid of nobody. So he's up there in front of Congress just spilling the beans. And then they go, well, who are the people pulling the strings behind this? And he's like, see, I don't know. Because that's how powerful the mob was. That um, even LaMotta, the Raging Bull, wasn't going to name names because they would take him out. And they're basically talking about how the boxing game um, uses these guys up. And then this one guy took too many hits and landed up in an insane asylum. Poor Johnny Bratton. Um, hey, investigate accidents. You want to learn how to do that at home? Here's a picture that's definitely not staged of a car on the side of the road and a lady 
who has fallen down right in front of it. She appears to be taking a nap because she definitely did not get hit by that car, but ooh, you can just about see up her skirt. And look at this lucky gentleman who gets to take pictures of it. You can learn how to be um, a nightcrawler creep like this guy for, I don't know, 73 cents. Uh, mail now for the free book. Um, here's some uh, guys who rode a helicopter out into the sea and fought some sharks. And then we get to this special report, Voodoo, 1960. Isn't it funny how there's just sort of always like a uh, a thing in the culture about other people who have this, and a lot of times they, they don't look like us, darker skin, and they have this um, this culture slash religion that is to be resisted and to be feared. It's kind of funny how I don't think it was sexy to talk about, uh, say, Muslims, to pick one world faith off the top of my head in 1960, but you got to look out for the voodoo people because let's not forget people, they are, um, they're not just in Haiti, they're in New Orleans. And by the way, the death curse, much like man rape, vastly underreported by our fake left-wing uh, left news media. Um, they actually detail the way in which a voodoo curse will kill you. Um, you can die of despair from voodoo, basically. A heart attack would keep speeding your heart up until it stops working. In this case, they will just bum you out so bad that your heart will be like, I'm out of here. And um, within hours, your heart will cease to beat. Voodoo people! We're going to stand by and watch this, or we're going to do something about it. Um, okay. And then there's an ad. And I find this, this to me is where things really get interesting in expose for men. Excuse me, Seltzer. Okay. So it's an ad for, um, for Artifacts Presents Fashions du Paris. Um, and they've written it Paris, not Paris. And um, this is. It's mostly lingerie. If not, it's very suggestive clothing. Cheap as fuck. Um, gold lame. That saucy number is um, is a uh, number six. The Pegali Playmate from the Casbah to Paris to you. Every yard of this sensual sheer nylon, a romantic inviter. Glittering gold lame dips down and down from bare to there. Designed to reveal your every charm. And enslave your enchanted sultan. That's 12 bucks. So this is, I mean, it came from Paris. So, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to pay for this. This is going to cost more than, um, than acquiring a trade, having, uh, your chick dress up like I dream of genie. Um, and there's, uh, there's just nylon stockings. There's a lot of bras. Say fatale. Oh, this is fatal is the name of that particular nighty. Um, okay, so it's an ad for women's underwear, sexy stuff, and um, it says, You in Sensational Parisian Creations. You in Sensational Parisian Creations, I will read again, is the slogan underneath the name. Two things I find interesting about this. First of all, I think it's fairly obvious that most people reading this did not have very active romantic lives. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was like the deaf comedy jam barber shop of its day where, you know, the other however many hours of the week I'm respectable, upstanding, you know, Kiwanis Club golf and 
you know, dad who goes into the office and drinks a martini when I get home, but this is just how I let my hair down and go, yeah, shit, finally somebody's fucking talking about the real problems in my life. But I think it's obvious that this is... This is intended, this magazine, for people who haven't, they're younger. They haven't really gotten themselves on track yet, which is why nearly all of the ads until now have been for acquiring a trade. It's assumed that you have some sort of blue-collar job or you don't have a job, and this is the way that you are going to work your way up and start making some real money. So I don't think there's a lot of people reading this who have wives and girlfriends, and even if they did, um, wouldn't it say your partner in sensational Parisian Parisian creations, not you. Um, I didn't notice that the first time through, but just just keep that in mind, okay? Um, and then we have a photo expose, the coin of crime. It's gruesome payoff in blood and death. There's a guy who looks like Jack White. Um, he's very, very bloody. There's somebody hanging out of a car upside down. Don't think they're alive. Um, there's a person whose face has been smashed in. And um, the message here is that crime does not pay. That's why we put that there is because we thought maybe some of you were thinking of crime. And boom, we just saved a life. Definitely not. So we could run our third pictorial. We're like halfway through this magazine of dead people. Um, meat cutting offers you success and security it's the most established business in the world people must eat now sadly i don't believe you get to learn how to cut meat at home i do think you're gonna have to go to the national school of meat cutting in toledo ohio let me say we got the uh there's the end of the article with the shark guys here you can buy a gun remember crime doesn't pay which is why you will want to protect yourself against criminals with a snub-nosed, genuine Scott Webley revolver 45 caliber design for quick draw. The ideal weapon for a plainclothes detective. That's right. It's not criminals who read this. It's detectives. Uh, you can get that gun shipped to you for um, for $19.95. Monuments. Never too soon to start thinking about buying a headstone. As low as four fifty two down. Invest. In booming Arizona. Oh my goodness. It's so exotic. We're going out west to Lake Mojave Ranchos. I'm going to be a cowboy and I'm going to get an acre of land for $400. Oh my God. And then there's this full page. This is like the classifieds. I could probably talk about every single one of these, but let's just, uh, let's see. Locksmithing, art school, how to run a restaurant, public speaking, piano tuning, Paper hanging. Stop forgetting. Um, jujitsu. Stock market. Spray painting. Upholstering. Poultry. Prostate gland disorder. Um, uh, in a large number of instances, prosthetic enlargement can be prevented. Um, I remember these being a little bit more entertaining than they sound right now. Complete slide rule manual. Order today. Okay. Um, are you a sex athlete? Asks Grant Wilson in this um, this Q and A. This is like one of these take your own you know quiz. And then there's a picture. I'm surprised they were able to do this. There's a picture of a lady here, and she has enormous breasts. Back when those really meant something, because this is way before breast enlargement, and she's wearing a 
a sheer, sheer lingerie set. Maybe she reads the magazine and ordered that from Gay Perry. And um, and so there's a picture of her. I mean, you can fully see nipples, which, you know, go 1960. Um, so here are, um, if you're wondering how much of a wolf you are, Here's a test of your of our your yen for extramarital sexcapades. Oh, I didn't realize sex athletes only proved their sexual virility outside of the marriage bed. Uh, how many of these describe you? Desire uh, for variety? You want to stop having sex with the same person? Unsatisfied curiosity about the opposite se- uh, <laughs> Unsatisfied curiosity about the opposite sex. Women. That is, just in case you were unclear what we're talking about here. Revenge for the wife's involvement in extramarital activities, sexual incompatibility. Um, do you want to have sex with somebody else for financial advantage? Um, I mean, I'm listening. I don't know how that would work exactly. Well, if you answered yes to too many of those, congratulations, you're a sex athlete. I mean, you're a, a lot of other things as well. Um the Toy Club releases its bag of tricks. Yeah, x-rays, squirt flowers, fortune-telling fish, two ninety nine. Um, You can learn how to uh, get into the exciting business of crime detection. You can live in Mexico. Um, you can buy scanty panties, the barest necessity from Lily St. Cyr. Um, okay. There's there's more women's underwear. I don't know who would we buy who would be buying those for, but we'll get to that. Uh, start your own business, electoral appliance. Um, learn how to draw, buy a ring, dye your hair, work overseas, train to fix airplanes, buy a life size Christmas electric fireplace, buy a Luger gun for one dollar and ninety eight cents. It was good enough for the Nazis. It's good enough for you. Um, here's another panty set. And this to me is where the worm, the worm starts to turn. Tell me if I'm crazy here. Um, then there's another page of ads. One is the Vibra Finger. Novel design allows localized massage in needed areas. What needed areas, you say, you ask? Well, how about your soft, irritated gums? Um, it can help you with bad breath. That is definitely what the Vibra finger was for. Get your mind out of the goddamn gutter. Uh, and you can have that for 10 bucks. So, so far we can buy, um, we can learn how to, you know, get jobs at home. We can buy headstones and we can buy lots of women's underwear and we can buy vibrators. And now look at this. We can buy all new illustrated photo story books, female impersonators on parade. You will not believe that um, you'll have to have a very keen eye. As a matter of fact, when looking at the quote-unquote girls, um, uh, because the men look more like girls than real girls do. Fem Mimics is another pictorial you can get in addition to Tales of Female Domination Over Men. So we have two books of cross-dressers. I mean, really, transvestite is well, i guess they're cross-dressers i'm not really sure what the difference is anymore and then um and then bdsm isn't that interesting that you can get um lots of women's underwear and you can get the vibra finger and you can get these books of cross-dressers and oh wow look at this now five dresses for two dollars and 75 cents 
and then we get all of the uh are your sex habits um are they dated pick some football winners am i crazy am i making things up or was it widely assumed that people reading this were as i said guys who are paranoid about the the russians um scared of of women um distrustful of women definitely like a uh, sort of um this feeling like this impotent I want to say white male uh rage i mean these are not it's sort of a phrase but i feel like every word there kind of applies and it's assumed that a, a decent bit of them are cross dressers that is i think all in all what exposé for men was actually really getting at and i really did not see that coming um I think this is like, this is a weird, this is a subculture thing. And again, this magazine went out of business and hey, I don't want to make too much out of this. You can also just buy an acre of real estate in Florida and learn to play piano. But uh, yeah, funny, surprising, maybe not surprising what you find when you scratch the surface of mid-century, 20th century America. Learn karate. Become a... Lethal weapon. Some guy wants to talk to your chick. You fucking break his... Let me see. You can break his arm. Then you're going to karate chop him in the jaw. And when he's dead, she's going to be like... Now I could finally respect you. That's what... There's a... um, There's like a comic strip of that. Some guy walking along. And some guy's like, Hey, you! And a lady's like, Stop talking to us! And he's like, Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to talk to you. And then the guy that she was there with... He's like, boom, karate chop to your arm. Oh, my God, wait, he's doing two karate chops at the same time. I mean, even the greatest karate master, not prepared to defend that. Boom, boom, got your arm, got your head. Now I just broke your jaw. Now the guy's got the like the the um, stars circling around his head as he sits down, and the lady's like, you don't even have to take your clothes off tonight when we have sex. That's how much I like that. You can buy a suit. And finally, men, 17 to 45, opportunity to train at once as heavy equipment operators. Um, and that was it. That was expose for for men. Thank you, as always, for hanging out with me here on the Tully Show. I'm working on a guest for next week. Um, that is, uh, that's the Tully Show promise to you. It's tough work taking the show over to... To the Ellis show over to Minneapolis in the middle of the week. So I got to figure that out. But fast, I definitely have guests lined up after that. Um, in a couple of weeks, I'm sure everybody will be happy to hear that Mark McGrath will be coming back. Everybody, as I said last week, check out the new uh, Sugar Ray album. He's out there promoting it now. Um, and as always, support all of the guests who are kind enough to come by the show, see what it's like when they don't come. So let this be a lesson. I'll remind everybody I am going to be at the House of Comedy in Minneapolis this coming Wednesday, possibly also the Thursday, definitely the Wednesday as the Jason Ellis Show heads out to Minneapolis for the X Games. Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to the show. As always, uh, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, you know, check me out on social media. I'll tweet a bunch of uh, photos and Instagram photos from this expose for men at Tully on Twitter at Tullywood on Instagram. Thanks. See you next time.